1: The assistant pastor at the church we attend made a statement last Sunday touching momentarily on the health and wealth gospels that grew from Branham and Dowie. It was only a few words, but yet that statement brought several deep questions when you compare the gospel of divine healing with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Referring to people asking for prayer for family members with terminal illness. He said that he no longer prayed, Jesus healed him. Instead, he asked the family how they wanted him to pray. You see, God is the healer, but he is also the savior. And the prayers that we lift up in faith to him are answered. He still works miracles today, but are the answers always what we expect? John chapter 11 tells the story of the death of Lazarus, and it's a story often used as an example in the gospel of divine healing. It is the perfect example, the perfect scripture describing Jesus Christ as fully God and fully man. But the gospel of divine healing, is it missing the bigger picture? When Mary and Martha came to Jesus, Lazarus was ill. And Jesus said that this was not a terminal illness, telling the women that this illness does not lead to death. In other words, he was not the one that had a hard case, as many of the faith healers described, patients with cancer or multiple sclerosis. But that does not necessarily mean that he was not terminally ill. Lazarus did, in fact, die from his sickness. But Jesus, being fully God and fully man, knew the outcome before Mary and Martha came to him. And I'm sure that as Lazarus lay there suffering, it must have seemed like Jesus missed the discernment. He was dying, and all around him could see it. But remember, Jesus said, it is for the glory of God, so that the Son of God might be glorified through it. The Gospel of Divine Healing trained people to place their faith in the man on the platform as the one who caused the sickness to flee. While still believing that God gives the healing, many Christians persuaded by this movement become one step distanced from the mediator between God and man. Otherwise, joining in prayer with two or three at home would have satisfied When Lazarus was healed, Jesus was glorified. When God heals a person who has traveled from afar to see a divine healer, that healer is glorified. But the focus of this story is not the single man who is suffering. Nor was it on the disciples who doubted Jesus' power to heal when they said, Let us also go so that we may die with him. The focus of the story was not even on the almighty power of God through Jesus Christ, who could raise the man. This story is telling us that Christ can raise you and me, no matter how these earthly bodies fade away. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection of, and the life. In John chapter 11, verses 23, 25 through 27, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, Jesus Christ, yet shall he live. And everyone who believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said unto him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. That's John chapter 11, 25 through 27. And the ministry for many great names in the gospel of divine healing has bore much different fruit than what this passage describes. Followers of Branham are taught to believe that you must believe in William Branham to inherit your salvation. Reading scriptures similar to this, they associate them with the life and times of another human being, and they feast on those stories in their worship services. It is no different for the followers of Dowie or Roberts or McPherson or many of the hundreds that are mentioned in Branham's magazine, Voice of Healing. By nature, the gospel of divine healing teaches both faith in faith and faith in the healer who calls on the name of Jesus. Many who have been influenced by this movement falsely believe that they do not receive their healing because their faith was insufficient. Some of the healers, like Branham, reinforced this belief, passing out pamphlets describing how to keep your healing. But as Lazarus lay in the tomb, the people did not believe. Some said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind have also kept this man from dying? They did not believe. Lazarus, though he was a good man and a close friend of Jesus, he was destined to become sick. His life, his sickness, his death were to be used as an example to point our hearts and our minds to Jesus Christ. The story tells us that while we tend to focus on the things of this world, our possessions, our jobs, and even our earthly bodies, Christianity focuses on heavenly things. To be more concerned with our flesh than how God can use our lives to save another from death is to practice worldliness. If Jesus were walking the earth today and watching the people placing their faith in men, what would he say? Would he bow down and offer praise to the man who's lifting himself up above a following? Or would he repeat what he said in John chapter 5? He said, How can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? That's John chapter 5, verse 44.